Welcome to another episode of the Inside Insights Podcast. For all my first-time listeners, my name is Kevin Renner, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in for the first time. This is an STL-based podcast, and my thought process behind it is I basically want to highlight some of the different talent coming out of the St. Louis area. The older we get, I think the easier it is to kind of lose that big picture vision that we may have had growing up. So I wanted to highlight the different people around St. Louis, whether it's entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, whoever, anyone who's kind of going above and beyond and just doing something different. Uh, I want to show them some love and, and support them. And I hope that you guys can can get behind that as well. Um, for all my returning listeners, thank you guys for continuing to tune in. It means uh, means a lot, and it's really helped to grow this show to what it is so far. Um, but for this episode, an entrepreneur from St. Louis named Luke Farrell joined us, and he is the founder of a social media marketing agency called Mango Social Marketing. He is also the creator of a big St. Louis-based Instagram page called STL Bucket List that I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard of. So Luke touched on his motivation and how he was able to start and build both of those, um, as well as just everything kind of social media marketing related, something that I'm sure touches all of our lives in one way or another. If you guys enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend, um, show us some love on social media, uh, any support helps, and we appreciate every bit that we've gotten so far. Luke Farrell, man, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, super blessed and grateful to be on a platform like this, and I, I just think what you're doing is super dope. So thanks for having me again, Kevin. Yeah, man, glad to have you on. Um, so, so where are you from in St. Louis, just to kind of start us off? So I was actually born in O'Fallon, Missouri, so way over uh, 70 West. I went to uh, high school out in Winsville, uh, Timberland, um, and then now for the last two and a half years, I live in South City. Gotcha. So, so what, like, what are you doing now? I know that, I know that you're an entrepreneur and I know that you kind of have this marketing agency, but like what, give us like a, a little background information on it. Okay. So, um, a little bit before the marketing agency is, uh, I was in sales. I've always been in sales, um, door to door. I started out doing door to door. Then I started doing, uh, phone sales. So always a little bit of sales and marketing, which is in every, every business, um, and then just as of recently, uh, pre-COVID, um, I was working at a roofing company and then kind of started itching to get back into marketing. So I started picking up, you know, freelance clients and just kind of built it up from there. And then um, now I'm doing it full time. So a um, little bit about what we do is uh, we focus on social media. So social media management, fa- Facebook ads, Google ads, um, content creation. So we do photography. Uh, we do a little bit of promo videos as well. So mm-hmm. pretty much a full service agency. Um, and then I kind of link it with uh, my STO bucket list platform. Right. So that's a little bit how I got into it. Um, I seen the power of Instagram. Um, and then I also noticed uh, where businesses were lacking. Right. So we kind of filled that void. Yeah, man. Social media is very powerful. Um, so like before you even started this this company, it's called Mango Marketing? Mango Social Marketing. Mango Social Marketing. Like what, what kind of sparked that idea or like how did that even come into existence? So it was when I moved to St. Louis. So when I moved to St. Louis, uh, my fiance, my now fiance and I, we would go eat at all these restaurants and then I would post it on Instagram. Um, and then I was getting tired of posting it on my Instagram story. So I started the STL Bucket List page probably about two years ago. 
Um, so everywhere we went, we would just post the pictures of what we were doing because we were just kind of exploring the city. Um, and then from there, it built the following 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 followers. Now I think it's like 35,000. So basically from there, I was like, okay, I, I know I can build Instagram pages. So then I would use that page and I would message other pages and mm -hmm. say, hey, this is what I do. I can help your business get from 500 followers to 2,000 followers and help grow your business. Um, picked up a couple uh, couple small clients, um, but I was like, man, it's nice making that extra 400, 500 bucks a month. Yeah. It just kind of went from there. It was like a snowball effect. Right. So, um, so like, who are the majority of your clients right now? Like, what types of businesses are they? So it's, uh, <clears throat> it's pretty much everything. So one of the things I tell my clients when I meet with them, as long as they're local and everybody I do have is local, is I, I try to stay with just them in that niche yeah. because I don't want them to feel like I'm helping some, one of their competitors, if that makes sense. You don't want them to be competing against each other. Right. So uh, construction, roofing, um, and then a lot of uh, service like dentists, uh, chiropractors, um, jewelry store. Um, I have a fine jewelry store. A taekwondo studio basically you know anything I, I don't typically turn down work we do a aesthetics which is like a botox so i mean we we we're pretty well versed and when we take on a client we um i tend to spend like a whole night researching that industry right um now i'm not a master at it but i feel like i need to do that to be able to perform for that client yeah so, so like there's the marketing aspect, right? Like the product that you're producing for your clients, but then there's also like the like the back end side of like meeting with clients and like figuring out your contracts, and like all that shit. Mm -hmm. How did you figure that out? Like, did you have a mentor? Or were you like taking programs? Or like, how did that look? So I started out with YouTube, and yeah. then um, from there, I kind of just failed a lot. So yeah. I I didn't know what to charge. I didn't know how to write a contract. I didn't know, I didn't even know what to do at first. So then I finally just, you know, you, you can't learn until you try. So I would just watch YouTube videos. I eventually bought courses um, on Gumroad. There's a lot of courses for like 50 bucks that are worth a million dollars. Right. Um, and then from there, you know, I wasn't doing contracts. I wasn't charging the right amount because it was just me. Um, and then kind of once I went into it more um, and like, put social media managers in place and different things in place I had to protect myself from them canceling or from mm -hmm. um, really just from the inevitable of when companies you know they just pop around they switch and see they always try to find where the grass is greener so um, yeah I'm still learning every day I mean I'm my uh, when I formed my LLC was July of 2019 so we're coming up on two years yeah uh, so you know right now we I finally do have systems in place and like a fulfillment so I do all the sales I do the customer service. Right. Um, I'm doing the fulfillment, but right now I'm trying to put people in place. So like I, I brought on interns, and that's it's kind of the next step is so that I can focus on sales because that's kind of what, that's what I'm good at. Right. So did um, <clears throat> like when you were in like the early phases, did you ever struggle with like telling a client or potential client a price and like feeling justified in that? Because I I, I would feel like. When you're starting out, if you don't have like a huge track record, you almost get like imposter syndrome almost. Yeah. Did you experience that at all? Yeah. So my first meeting, I was sitting there and I was asking for these numbers that I looked up on Google because that's what the going rate was. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, so who have you helped? And then I just bled through with confidence, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And and I did, but I ended up coming down and just coming down. I was justifying the, I was selling the cost, not the product. Now mm -hmm. I can, I don't. The last few meetings I've taken, um, 
I haven't had to say anything about cost because I show them case studies. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's the difference. But um, there are still deals that I have or partners that I have that are still in that original price that I had. So which is fine. It's yeah. just now I'm I'm trying to focus more on high ticket clients, whether it's service industry like dentists, lawyers, um, more per sale. Like where right. as in a restaurant, it's. 10 bucks per plate right rather than a roof it's ten thousand dollars per roof right so yeah it's probably hard to like once you have a a, a contract established with someone like raise the price over time too i would, right. I would imagine i won't do it yeah i haven't done it i i would just hate even if it was like 29 dollars extra a month or like something small i'd be like hey i just feel like i just feel bad for it so yeah. um i haven't done that yet um but like i said um you know that there is going to be a time where i have to when you have employees to pay and you have your overhead goes up mm-hmm and it's frustrating too because marketing is one of those fields where like you really don't see the end result or the product or like what you're doing for a company until like months later right so so i'm sure like when you were starting out there's probably those companies that were like yo we're not getting a 50 percent increase in customers this month why is that and like well it's it's only been a month since we started yeah, it's a process. So at first, when I first started, I was just a social media management company. Yeah. So basically, I would just take their page and I would just post on there every day. And it would be different, like some sometimes three to five times a week, sometimes every day, throw some stuff in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I formed into it. I was like, man, I have 10 accounts right now that I'm posting every day. I was just on Instagram posting yeah. all day. So then I'm like, okay, well, let me go back to these clients and let me offer ads. And then let me offer Google. So now I'm a full service. And then I had photography. So then I came out and did photography. Um, but I still have those social media management clients. And I love doing that. Um, it's just now you're not going to see results from posting on social media. Um, it'll help you build a brand. But really right. is going to be your pay-per-click ads on Google. Yeah. Um, or just a Facebook ad if you're selling a product. Yeah. Are there like... Are there any like specific categories that you want to focus on more so than others or are you kind of like going to keep expanding right now? So the ultimate goal would be to be a one-stop shop. So it would be the video, like somebody would come to us and say, hey, we, we're starting a new company. We need a website. Mm-hmm. We need uh, somebody to manage our social media. We need uh, product photos and bit, like uh, team photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we want a couple videos to run as an ad. So then we do all that one-time service. And then we'd run the Facebook ad with the video that we made. Right. Um, and then the Google pay-per-clicks is, is uh, you know, we'll set up the Google business. We'll do we'll do everything. Um, but there are, one of the main things we focus on is Facebook ads because we right. always we always produce results with those. Right. So. so, yeah, so you have this STL bucket list social media platform that you've built as well. I would imagine that, like, the content you're posting there is a lot different than the content that you're posting for, like, businesses. So, like, how do you... How do you gauge what content to post for like a business as opposed to like a personal brand or like a, a side page like that? Right. So with STL Bucket List, so it started out as me posting my pictures on there. And then I was like, man, I don't have enough time and pictures to post. Yeah. So what I did was I uh, called it STL Bucket List and then I would take photographers that are taking pictures and just post it on there yeah. um, and tag them. So I was finding the best pictures in the city. Right. So that's why it grew faster than it should because I was yeah. using amazing photographers' photos. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're getting the they're getting the word out. And then as well as um, in between those photographer posts, I would do like my favorite restaurant or I would do right. a, a story of me at a restaurant or whatnot. So with that, um, I just have to remember like once a day to go on there, see who tagged me in a picture and then just reshare it on there. So it's not that much time. Now for my clients, uh, we either, um, 
like I design a monthly calendar. So I say, hey, on Mondays we're doing a motivational quote. Yeah. Tuesdays we're doing a doctor tip for one of our doctors. Um, and then Fridays we're doing a Google review. And you just post those every week. And then like when they text you or when they email you and say, hey, uh, we just did this or somebody's birthday is today. Can you post that? And stuff like that. Right. So, But it is hard because I do have a huge list. And I'm like, all right, I have to post for them. I have to set up the ad for them. So it, it is um, keeping track of everything. And that's, that's what like step is is building a system do you use like any social media managing platforms or do you just all do it manually i do it manu manually now um i do have zapier which kind of helps you streamline them so right. it posts on all the same at one time right. um but yeah i like going on there manually just because then i can check the notifications i can check to see if they have any messages um and then i make the post there yeah um but yeah as far as facebook ads we we just use that in ads manager um and then we just they add us as an admin and, yeah. and we, we handle the ad account from there. Yeah. Um, but I like what you said about you kind of reposting other people's content. Mm -hmm. And that's something I just started implementing like on my podcast page. Like I want this to be, I had to look at it from an outside perspective and be like, someone who doesn't know me, why would they come to this page and like it? Right. So I'm trying to like kind of implement that as well and like create more like news style mm -hmm. um, posts on my page. Yeah. Um, so has that been like one of the biggest keys, I guess, to grow in that page? Yeah, because really the real reason is is you share you share the post on there, you tag the photographer, they share it on their page. I'm yeah. featured. You know, I got right. featured. Everybody wants to feel like they're featured. Like I was telling you, it's like I felt good because I was like, I'm getting featured on this podcast. Right. It's like everybody wants that instant, instant gratification. And then as far as like the STL bucket list page is – um, I'm building out a website now for that where I'm adding creators to a website. Yeah. So it's called stlbucketlist.com right. um, where you could go on there. Anybody can go on there and they can put in their information in a short bio mm -hmm. and then it would have a link. So it's going to be like a directory. For sure. So and I, it's a nonprofit. I haven't made – I made $50 in two years off that page. And right. it was this one guy wanted me to post in the story. Yeah. And, I, and he's like, I'll pay you 50 bucks. So yeah. I made $50 in it. Right. But I do get invited to a lot of events. Yeah. So – a new restaurant opens, they want you to come out and just post on your story. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think yeah. So I've got a lot of free dinners out of that page. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and a lot of free tickets. Like a couple, there's a couple people that consistently, they, they manage all these restaurants and they say, hey, when they open, go out there and just post on your story right. and we'll get you free food. That's something I've noticed a lot more in the past years. Like you don't always have to be paid in like a monetary mm -hmm. fashion. Like you come over tonight and do this podcast, you just hooked me up with yeah. some merchandise. Like right. that's, in a sense, like that's almost like a way of payment or like a benefit yeah. from doing it. I think that's that's cool that you know you get people reaching out to you like that. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. And then and then you can even and like I said, I use it for my business too. And I'm like, and if they see that you have that page, rather than if I message you from my personal Instagram that has like 900 followers, they're like, yeah. oh, who are you? But if they seen you already grew a page, right. then they trust you with their brand. There's a lot of credibility there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with social media, everybody knows it's a, like addicting as shit. Mm -hmm. How, um, like, how, how do you manage that? Like, does it get overwhelming because you're you're running social media accounts for your clients? You have this STL bucket list page that you have to be on constantly. Like, yeah. is it overwhelming to you? Yeah, it is. So it's a lot because I, I do it from the computer and my phone. So I'll have my phone set up, my computer, I'll be watching the ad accounts, but then I'll be posting and then I get sucked into other people's accounts that follow yeah. other, like, let's say it's the jewelry store, for instance, I'll be on their page looking at who they follow and I don't even know them, but you get sucked in and you're like, oh, I came here just to make their post of the day. Right. Um, and then I find myself, you know, getting lost on my page trying because i'm trying to build my personal brand too so it's like there's so many different things and it's all right here in your pocket 
so it's like you really just have to get out um, and really just stand away and walk away for a second. Right. Um, take breaks, and especially like you were saying, you work from home too. I work from home, so it's like you're never really out of this, you right. know, this circle where. Um, you have everything at the fingertips of you. Right. So. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, how um, you said that you, you work from home, and you don't you work for yourself now, right? Like yeah. Your, your marketing company is your full-time gig. Yeah. Um, before you made that leap, like, you were working for somewhere? Yeah, so right before, like, pre-COVID, I was working at a call center, and it was an insurance job, so I was making a good money. I had this going. I had a couple clients, like, not even enough to pay my electric bill. Right. Um, so it was, it was a little bit, but I was like, man, I, if I just get 20 more of these, then I yeah. can quit, and I just it just looked too far. Yeah. Um, so then I quit that job because I was stuck there from 9 to 5, so I had no time to outreach and go um, meet new people or meet new companies. Um, and then I started working at a roofing company. Um, who I still work for for this day. I do their marketing, um, their digital management, and uh, basically everything marketing for them, even like traditional stuff like radio mm-hmm. commercial or anything, anything like that. Um, so then that allowed me to have the time to take meetings. I didn't have to ask for a lunch break. You know, I didn't have right. to work around that 12 to 1. Um, so that's what actually allowed me to grow. And then um, through there, I've got over 15 partners now that um, are consistent and I'm actually built really good relationships with them as well. Um, So that allows me to do it full time. Um, But now taking it to the next level, I want to put people in place so that I can grow um, even more. Yeah. I mean, is your long-term vision with it to where like you're owning multiple companies and this is just a company you manage more or less, or do you want to kind of take this company to the moon? Well, see, I, I don't know if it's to the moon, but I, I do like the idea of local. That's how I, I built it is support local. There's a lot of marketing agencies that are from other states right. that just come in for a quick buck. Like I want to build real relationships and then I want to work with local people. So I don't want to outsource it to people that are cheap. Mm-hmm. I want to, and, and it, I use interns and stuff like that, but I feel like that in two years when they graduate, that there is going to be a job for them. And then right. they see the growth in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to build something special and I, I like, I'm so hands on that it's hard for me to be like, Hey, can you manage this account? Mm-hmm. Cause then I'm looking at it and yeah. seeing what they're doing. Right. Uh, but I, I'm getting better, better about that. And the people that I'm hiring are better at it than me. So that that's, that's the key, yeah. you know, is put people do, let people do the things that you're not good at right. and focus on the things you are good at, like sales and outreach, like networking yes. and stuff like that. 100%. That's uh, it's something I'm trying to focus on with the podcast is like building local, like you said, not, <laughs> It's, it's one of those cities that's like right on the verge of like really blowing up and, and being like a th- really thriving city. Mm-hmm. And I think before COVID happened, we were like right there. We were there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, do you have any predictions on, on what, what the future of St. Louis is? Well, I think that, you know, like when you were saying right before COVID, we had the Battle Hawks come in. We had the announcement of the soccer stadium, yeah. which I think once the soccer stadium comes to Midtown or comes to that city foundry area, yeah. I think that's going to really change the, the outlook of the city. Um, there, I did read a study that um, St. Louis is, if not the top, maybe top three for women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best city to start a business in just because of the cost of living. Yeah. Um, it's hard to go out to California and Silicon Valley and start a living when your rent's $4,000 a month. Right. Um, so I know there's a lot of things. The real estate market is super, super easy to get into mm-hmm. um, and super profitable. So there's a... There's a lot of good things about it. There's also a lot of bad things about it too, but right. just like any city. Um, but yeah, I, I, I see a really bright future once the soccer stadium comes here and once City Foundry gets up, more businesses move down here. Um, right. I, I see a lot of good things coming. Do you, um, would you ever consider like your STL bucket list and like the directory that you're building? Would you ever like 
do events or anything like that? Yeah, so I thought about starting through the through the directory. I wanted it to be so Explore St. Louis is is kind of a directory, but it's the basic uh, ten things. It's like go see the arch, go see Ted Drews, or mm-hmm. go see to the Cardinals game, or go to the, go to the Cardinals game. So mine was more for creators made by creators. So you're able to create a profile on here, and you're able to put what you want on there, and you're able to reach potential customers. So if you're an artist. Uh, but I thought about starting networking events through that. So yeah. where we get 100 creators together, we have a DJ, we have a party, we have mm-hmm. Bud Select out there. For if sure. Bud Select, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, and then like we every everybody donates one of their services, right. you know, and like I'll donate my platform to build yeah. it. You donate your beer for people to drink. You mm-hmm. donate your art, do live art. So like a networking party event, and there's a lot of places down here that would love to host that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of the places at Ballpark that aren't busy right now or some just any place that wants 100 people at, right, um, right. that it's a good place to host that. So I think it's more networking, and it. I never thought about it for profit, but there is when you have a page with that many followers, there are ways to profit, sell merch. And, then, and stuff like that, but I'm really just focusing on the creators for creators, so connecting right. people together. I'm kind of a big believer in, in the idea that like you shouldn't take money or like jump at a money opportunity the first second you get. Mm-hmm. I think you should kind of really build your platform and build a movement more so mm-hmm. to say, and then maybe look into monetizing and, and going that route. I agree. I agree. And there's been times where I'm like, I've worked two years at this. And like I said, I made $50, but I, yeah. I thought about all the connections I made. Yeah. I thought about all the events I got to go to um, and stuff like that. But uh, there's a couple companies that have that motto. It's like people, planet, uh, profit. So it's like people first, planet, and then profit. Right. I know Ben and Jerry's is like that. Uh, Patagonia, like those companies that they put their, like they do the right things first and the profit comes later. Uh, Yeah. I think that's important to have like, to have a bigger meaning than just profits. Like there has to be some sort of movement, whether it's building a community in St. Louis and building STL business or caring for the planet. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I think that, I think it makes a a big difference. Yeah. And that, that's what I do. That's kind of how I use my marketing agency is I check in and I I go pop into these places because I care about the people more because they're spending their money on a service and they want to expect, they want to pay somebody. It's like, it's not something tangible. Like you give me, let's just say X, X a number, a thousand dollars a month. I want to make two or 3000 from that. But if I don't see you, I'm just sending you money and I'm not getting anything in return. Even if it is customers coming in, you're not selling me a a hat and I'm getting it and I'm taking it home. You know, so I pop in there, you build relationships, you take them to lunch, you, you go golf, you do whatever with them. You know, you just build a good relationship because those, those are your business. And without people, you have no business without businesses. You have no business. So that's why COVID has been so, so crazy. Mm -hmm. One thing I've really realized is like how, how important relationships are and like how many opportunities present themselves when you do network and have these relationships built. Mm -hmm. Like there's people I met through the podcast or something and like they'll text me a couple months later, like they'll throw an opportunity at like my way that I would have never got had I not, you know, created a network or made that relationship with them. Right. Yeah. That's huge. It's it's literally, I know this is cliche, but it's like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And, and I was listening to one of your past episodes and, and it's like, dude, you don't have to be smart to start. You just have to do it. You have to not be scared of what people think. You have to not care to fail. You know, we I've failed so many times, and I've been at ground zero, but you just keep my, – my biggest thing is just be consistent, yeah. consistently being consistent. So yeah. every day you have to wake up and do the right things. Yeah. And just like you, it's like there could have been times where you're like, man, 
I only got this amount of views. Maybe I should just hang it up and just go back to work. That was Monday, man. Yeah, yeah, Monday. Yeah, so that's literally every Monday. Every Monday, you're like, man, this is a lot. It's a lot of work, dude, because I've worked so late sometimes where I'm like, why am I sitting here trying to design a post? And they're in, in, they might, you know, it's just, it's just weird, but it's just consistently being consistent, yeah. dude. doing the same things over and over again. And I, I think that we kind of get this um, mindset to where like once, once we reach uh, X amount of views or downloads or, or once we get X amount of money, like then we're successful and then we don't have to, then we don't have to work anymore. Then, you know, we're going to go retire on a beach somewhere, right. but it's not like that. Like, I think you really do have to like love the process of it and like love the lifestyle Mm -hmm. because it never stops yeah that's why you see all these millionaires billionaires that could retire and their kids could retire and their kids could retire Mm -hmm. but they're still working day in and day out that's what i think about with tom brady so i was watching him on sunday and i'm like why is he still playing he's still winning yeah but he's he's he has money he has Giselle. He has everything, but he's still playing because he loves the process. He yeah. loves the grind. Right. And I love the grind. I also would love being able to take vacations whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time is if you have a purpose, if you're really – and that's why I like to have my marketing agency local is because I'm directly benefiting local people. Mm-hmm. So I get to see this company grow from a, a $500,000 company to a million-dollar company. Right. And, I, and, and I'm not saying I did that myself, but I helped with that. Yeah. So that's kind of the mission is the – the PPP, the people, planet, profits. Now, planet, I haven't figured out yet, yeah. but the people over profits. Yeah. So, uh, so like when you were first starting out, something you said earlier was that you you can't worry about what other people think. Mm-hmm. Was that something that was in like in the back of your mind when you were starting out? So a little bit. I mean, with the the day of social media is is one thing I seen, and it might have been Gary Vee that posted it, but it was like, if you post, you got a new job, you'll get two hundred likes. If you post, you started a new business, yes. you get three likes. Yeah. And same with your podcast. Yeah, you know, crazy. if you would have just been like, I got promoted, 300 people would have yeah. been like, congrats, yeah. you got promoted. But you said, I started a business and ghosts. Nobody says nothing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why that is because I try, since I'm a business owner though, I support, I buy stuff from everybody local. Yeah. So like Art Chappelle or, or anybody that has a brand, I'll just buy something for them. For I don't sure. even care if it's twice as much um, just because I know how much that means to somebody. And, and so... I didn't have any like haters per se, um, but I did have that self-doubt because I was like, I just left this job where I made a decent salary. I got to get off. I got 12 vacation days a year. This was so nice, but I did have a lot of self-doubt. It's like, where am I going to get my next month's income at? Mm -hmm. And then that's when you just have to, you know, you just have to believe in yourself. But I didn't, I didn't have that moment where like my mom or dad or, or, you know, my fiance or anybody was didn't believe in me everybody was actually really supportive and that's that's probably a reason why you know we're still doing it right do you um like do you still ever think about quitting nowadays or like wonder if you should have made a different decision and stuck with your job or something like that well no i don't wish i stuck with that job i do miss having being able to clock out though because now i cannot clock out at five o'clock i can still get a call and i still have to work yeah Uh, but i don't miss getting stuck in traffic. I don't miss a lot of the things I think back on is like, I don't know if I could go back. It would be really hard because I'd be like, man, what if, what if I would have right. just waited six more months and, yeah. and that con- or that new client that said they would call me back, you know, or something like that. But um, no, I, I don't, I mean, it would be nice, like I said, being able to disconnect. Cause even when I went, like I was just in Colorado this weekend, I was still getting tech. I was still working. 
I was still working even when I was trying to relax. Yeah, you can't so, just completely separate that, yeah. that part of your life. But I wouldn't change it, though. I yeah. wouldn't change it. Well, I think also um, <clears throat> it definitely demands a lot more responsibility, but it kind of just forces you to like, level up like as a human. Like mm -hmm. you're, you have more, the more responsibility you have, the more um, like on top of your shit you're going to be. You know, you can't right. go out and get drunk three nights a week after work mm -hmm. because... I mean, you got shit to handle and you got to you know, maintain your image or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and that was true. And that was kind of how it was when I was working. I would, I would just right at five, I was done until all night. And then I would come into work and, you know, I, I didn't care about the company or I didn't care. And I, and I liked, I like it, but it was just like, I didn't care enough. Now, now that it's mine, if I lose it, then I lose it. You mm -hmm. know, then it's on me. Yeah. Nobody else can save you. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the the main mission with that and 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 like i said I, I keep coming back to it every day i have it you know written down consistently be consistent yeah you know every day consistency is 100 percent key especially with social media oh yeah so let's let's talk about social media a little bit more because i i i mean everyone is consumed by it do you think overall social media is a good thing or a bad thing so i get this question a lot i think it's a good thing because i'm not easily consumed by news or information like mm -hmm. i I couldn't, I'm not a political person, I'm not like a news person, um, but I do find how people let it rule their life. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you use social media was the best thing for connecting with people across in different areas. Right. Um, without social media, we would probably have a smaller network, um, but I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you think about it, I'm interested to hear, but I think it's a good thing just because of how many people I've met through it and mm -hmm. how many businesses have grown just from social media hype. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's the best thing that ever happened to business. 100%. So you either hopped on the train and got on with it yeah. or your other people are passing you up. That was a big realization that I came to is that I would rather use social media as a tool as opposed to just consuming constantly. I want to produce, start producing more content as opposed to just consuming constantly mm -hmm. because I, this past year is a great example of that when you consume too much and i think everybody was consuming too much with being locked in their houses and mm -hmm. the whole covid deal politics was thrown in everybody's face whether or not you're po like political or not it, right. it was it was terrible yeah. um i can see it both ways it, it can be good it can be used as a tool it can be used great for business but there's definitely that like fine line between managing when enough is enough right and to piggyback off that so I always see these things like a meme or something where it says like back in the day we went outside and stuff like that. And obviously that's true, but like you just consume different content. Right. You read comic books all day. Yeah. Whereas, whereas we, and we, I learned so much from Twitter. I learned so much because the people you follow, yes. you need to go through it once, like every quarter and yeah. just unfollow people yes. and then follow. Cause like I learn a lot, dude. And I get motivated from yeah. social media. I see it and I'm like, all right, close out. And yeah. then I'm working. There was um, a quote I saw or something. It was like, your diet isn't just what you eat. It's what you consume as well. And I think for a long time, I never really considered how the, the content you're consuming, like the videos you're watching, the people you're following, like that has a pretty big impact on like how you view the world. If you're consuming a lot of negative shit, like you're going to view the world as a very negative place. I know. And that's why like on Facebook, it's complete, like everything is different. And that, and I, I, I watched an episode, you guys were talking about TikTok and I'm like, dude, TikTok is just cool. Cause yeah. it's just, there's no writing. It's, it's entertaining. Just, yeah. yeah. It's entertaining. And, and that's how Instagram used to be. It was just, it was a place for you to just post pictures. 
Um, but now Facebook is like, as the age of Facebook users goes up, yeah. the posts of crazy <laughs> posts goes up. So, yeah. but yeah, I use it as a tool and obviously I, I was on it so much. So right. I was like, how can I make money from this? Yeah. Because there, there, you keep seeing it, people making money on it. Mm-hmm. Why are you not, you're yes. there, you're on it for two hours a day. Exactly. Everybody's on it for at least two hours a day. It's yes. Even more. There's literally people that like that. Their whole career is based around posting on Instagram. Yeah. Whether it's as like a personal brand or like doing what you do as like a marketing agency. There's yeah. so much opportunity there. Yeah. And um, that's the big thing is that building the personal brand. You get these brand partnerships. But yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're on it, find a way to make money with it. 100%. 100%. Have you um, experimented with Clubhouse at all? I haven't been involved. So there's a couple people that I seen doing it, and I was like, man, that would be super cool because yeah. I wanted, like I was telling you, I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to talk, and on my business page, I do like a Mango Monday, and uh-huh. I do talk because I try to. I don't do anything like this, but I I just try to get on there and talk mm-hmm. just to produce content. Um, but no, I'm interested in Clubhouse though. I, yeah. I I've never been on it either, but I just I hear everybody like ranting and raving about it, especially like entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did just pick up in person net- networking. So like. Before I was just going out and uh, running my business, I would just try to reach out or go knock on a knock on a not knock on a door, but like walk in and hand a card to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I joined networking and, and something you would probably be super interested in too, um, is people just there. You got a team of people that work with you, yeah. so it's like, hey, this person does insurance, this person sells houses, this person mm-hmm. does. Um, this person's a lawyer. You have like a like a group of people. Yeah. Um, it's just a group of entrepreneurs, but I, we meet one one day a week for one hour, right. and it's like it's almost like part of your job. It's like okay, right. on Wednesdays I have to meet with them for an hour, uh, but I've got a lot of a lot of I've learned a lot from it, and also grew my grew my brand from it. it is that like you're meeting in person or like via webcam? So we do both. It's called Master Networks, and they do and there's so many different ones you can do. A lot of them are um, by webcam, but we do an in-person one. Yeah. Um, it's out in St. Charles County. We do an in-person one. Um, but yeah, like growing your network, um, kind of like Clubhouse, but these are with people in your local network right. that can, you know, help you find a mortgage. Like if you want to buy a house, you got a mortgage. If you yeah. want to get insurance, you have a network of people to call. Yeah, and I would rather like as a, like a small business or a business owner, I would rather go to a friend for business mm-hmm. and help in a certain area as opposed to a stranger. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Um, when you have these meetings, is it like, is there like a structure to it or is it more or less just like socializing? Yeah. So really it's, you know, you get there, it's one hour. So you get there and they have like a 15 minute course where it's just like a slideshow where it's a training. Yeah. So it includes the training. Um, and then for the next 35 minutes, you split off into groups and you guys, you guys work on the training. Right. Um, and then you offer uh, testimonials. So like basically you say, hey, um, XYZ helped me um, get a meeting with this person in this industry. I closed the deal and then we do it. We track our ROI. So like if we've been in the, the, the meetings for like six weeks, you can see how much ROI you've got referred. Hmm. So it, it, it's really just to hold yourself accountable because yeah. when you're working, like you said, when working from home, I wake up. I don't get to interact with anybody yeah. at the office, it, which could waste time, but it also could motivate you. Yeah. Um, so you have to find some way to hold yourself accountable, and that's how I use social media. I do. I mean, I, I literally hear a video from someone, and I'm like, wow, why am I, why am I watching this? Yeah. And then I pop it off. Yeah. I mean, the, you hear it everywhere. The people you surround yourself with is the people, you, like, who you're going to become. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay, so if there's, like, one, um, like, strategy or one, like, hack that you could suggest for growing a social media brand or uh, account, what would that be? 
So a hack for growing an account is is caring about the brand. So like if you don't care about it and you're just trying to throw stuff up there and yeah. throw hashtags up there, um, so I, I would say caring about it, but also interacting and engaging with their with their followers. Yeah. Um, and then one thing I do a lot is giveaways because everybody wants free stuff. Right. So um, I can actually kind of leverage the STL bucket list page to to do the yeah. giveaway. Follow this page, you know. Right. So it right. it kind of meshes with yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I would just say really caring about the brand and kind of the way I look at it is I work for so many different people. So I have to, just like your job or just like anybody's job, you have to know what you're doing. Right. So you do the research and so you're educated, um, and you sit with the owner, you sit with the people that work there and you learn about the company, um, so that you can actually portray their image. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> all right, man. I am going to wrap it up with my two final questions that I yeah. ask all the guests. <laughs> First one is, if you could have lunch with anybody, dead or alive, who'd it be and why? So I thought about this one deep when you emailed me this. And, and uh, I have a couple, like, obviously, I'm a huge sports fan. Um, not Nobody knows that, but I'm a huge sports fan. So I was like, man, I want to have, like, I would love to have lunch with LeBron James or Tom, you know, or somebody right. great. But I wanted to think of it more as in a sense on, like, um, somebody that was an innovator and somebody that really never gave up. So I went all the way back to Henry Ford. So Henry Ford was not, had no money. He was from a village and he went to Detroit when he was 16 and basically uh, started working on engines. He designed a car. He failed for three years straight and he could have just went back to his job. Right. Like we were speaking about, um, but he changed, he innovated, he innovated, he tried, he tried and he changed the whole American landscape and we wouldn't have cars. Like we, we probably would have something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't have cars if it wasn't for him. And I just like his quotes. One of his famous quotes is, uh, when you stop advertising to save money, is like stopping your watch to save time. So that's a lot. I, yeah. I say that to clients a lot. Yeah. Like everybody's like, well, I don't want to advertise. I want to save money. Okay, well, stop your clock and see yeah. if you save time. You got you to gotta spend money to make money. Yeah, so I use his quote a lot in meetings yeah. <laughs> when I'm trying to close the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Henry Ford said it, so it's got to be yeah, true. Yeah, look at him. So yeah. the him, but like I would love to have lunch with like Elon Musk or somebody yeah, like yeah. that's doing it now because right. his ways will still are valid, yeah. but there's different ways to do it yeah. now. But yeah, I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. I think it's interesting how like you can look back at like like older influences like that and mm -hmm. look at like modern day influences and they all kind of like they're very different the times are different mm -hmm. but they all kind of have that like same outlook and same mindset which i think is very interesting yeah and i like people that come from nothing and and, and it, it doesn't matter if you do come from something but i just feel like there's a certain type of appreciation for what you have right. and they give back a lot more too and and the, just the knowledge you get, like I, 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 like I said, I just think he's he's amazing. But there's a lot of people I would want to have lunch with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Last question: If you could go back in time and give a younger version of yourself a piece of advice, what would that be? So I would say um, invest in yourself sooner. So in the physical sense and in the money sense, like I wish I would have invested in Bitcoin way sooner yeah. <laughs> or something. But like yeah. stuff, like funny stuff yeah. like that. But like investing in your knowledge and like in in entrepreneurship earlier like i i started like when i was 22 i wish i would have did it when i was 18 yeah you know so just investing in yourself investing in your knowledge but really if i could go back like every thing i did and every job i had and every time i failed really kind of helped me get to the point where i am now so um that is a it's a good question it's hard to think about but i would just say invest in yourself 
Awesome, man. All right, so where can people connect with you on social media, your website, whatever? So uh, social media, you can find me at at STL Bucket List, um, at Mango Social Marketing, uh, mangosocialmarketing.com, um, or you can go to my personal page, which is at Lucas Wayne Farrell, and all my links are in the bio there. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Kevin. Cool, man. It's been a blast. Thank you. All right.